What up, everybody? Oh, yeah, we are back. Oh, Oasis yeah, Podcast. Um, uh, I know we were gone for a couple of weeks, and uh, the last podcast, I didn't introduce everybody. So oh, I don't yeah. know if anybody changed, but How my name is Brennan, <laughs> and I've got to my left... Ben. Ben. And then farther to my left, or someone else might say right, <laughs> would be Jaina. You'll Hello. eventually get there if you yeah. keep going keep left. Keep going left. We do sit in a circle, so it, it works out well. Today, we are hitting uh, the podcast topic of hearing God's voice. So not yeah. hearing our voices, because that is what you're doing now, but rather hearing God's voice. And we're going to discuss how that all rolls, how, how he does that thing he does. Um, but before we do that, before we get there, who... If I'm going to ask you guys this, you got to be honest, who has the nicest voice you know? Like, it is just gorgeous, their speaking ability of the way they use their words, both to the ears and, you could probably say content-wise, but oh. the way it sounds nice, you know what I mean? Yeah, we're talking the way it sounds. Yeah, sounds, okay. sounds. Okay. Some people are going to judge me, some people are going to agree with me. Okay, my Here person is... From across the pond. So they have a nice British accent yep. to begin with. Let's go. I didn't even play in the accents. I didn't <laughs> oh, yeah. think about that at all. Which, not, there's a variety of British accents. Not all of them are gorgeous sounding. But okay. Mr. Harry Styles. I knew it. <laughs> okay. 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 No, I, His voice, it's so gentle and smooth and soft when he talks. But also, part of the reason I love it, so he recorded a like a sleep sound thing for those sleep <laughs> apps where he like tells a story and i listen to it every single night <laughs> are you serious yeah. still right now yes. yeah. because okay i have to have sound to fall asleep and i used to always just pick random things on spotify but then it ruined my spotify end of the year oh, thing. oh yeah yeah and so it was like you listen to this one song <laughs> seventeen thousand times because it came on every night Eight. so then i found his sleep story and i started listening to it and it's like 20 minutes and now i listen to it every night okay so just because it's background so play this out with me okay yeah. In the future, say uh-huh. I know you have a desire to to maybe marry, and yes. you do marry, <laughs> and your husband shows up. I have thought about this. And <laughs> you go, you say good night, and you roll over and you turn on Mr. Styles. <laughs> how does that play out That's in your so future good. life? I feel like you this know, would come up during premarital counseling. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Here's the thing, though. I it's because I sleep alone that I have to have something on. Because okay. if I share a room with someone else, like. I, like whether I'm at home with my family or yeah. like with friends if we're on a trip or something I don't have to have it to fall asleep I can fall asleep without it but it's because I know I'm by myself that it's just nice to have gotcha. a little background okay. thing on so I'm glad Harry can be for you, there for you during yeah. this time then <laughs> alright if, if it's up to me I would say uh, maybe you guys know him maybe you don't his name's Judah Smith he's a pastor out on the west coast and I used to just like listen to his podcast religiously like every time he preached i listened to it and i do i still like a lot of stuff he says and i think he's an an incredible preacher um but he just has the nicest voice he's he's funny relaxing he speaks in a way that's just not boring but it also just sounds nice like Hmm. i don't know it's just something about it i just i turn it on and i'm like you don't annoy me (laughs) (laughs) is that All all it takes as long as it's not annoying no but that's a good check mark box I mean, so I, I am a fan of accents. Like, mm-hmm. oh, lo- but I, I mean, love so like, accents. you got your American, like, top notches with, with Morgan Freeman and mm-hmm. James O. Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Liam Neeson. Yeah. I mean, oh, Liam Neeson. Right. Nice. Taken. Yeah. Like, yeah. the speech. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows it. Barack um, Obama. Barack. He's got a nice voice. He he does does he's probably nice up voice. there for me. Yeah. Um, Donald I, Trump. I, I, I like. <laughs> 
SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay. Because he's American. Are you? <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> um, let's not go there. Uh, but I like, this isn't my favorite, but Saoirse Ronan. I love Irish accents. She, um, I got to think of what movie she's been in. Uh, I should know this. I should know these movies, but I don't. Look it up. Bad it's spelled like S A I R O R S E and then Ronan. Also bad Just at an actress. spelling, so I have no idea what she said. That's fine. Sir, her name's Sir Ronan. I love her. It's a thick, hardcore Irish accent. It's oh. so good, and I love it. Like, yeah, she's in. Um, um, oh, Legally Blonde? No, stop. No, she's in. <laughs> Harry Potter. Stop. <laughs> Little Women. <laughs> Little Women, thank you. Yep, uh, main, main actress in Little yeah, Women. You know she's in a, lot, in a lot of different things. Yeah, show him. He, he knows her. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yep, yep. I didn't know that's how that, you said like, her name, though. The female Irish accent. Just, I, I could listen to it. I didn't realize that she had an Irish accent. Oh, man. Like, I could listen to it all day. Hmm. Uh, but. She. Go ahead. She has an Irish accent? I think so. So she was born in the Bronx. No. New York. She's. Go, look it up. <laughs> look it up. That's fine. You can be just born. thinking of a different woman. <laughs> no. No, it's Saoirse. Maybe it's Saoirse Ronan is Irish. Dub voice over her Northern voice. Ireland. Look it up. Right. Look it up. Then you know there's two different countries, right? And look, Northern ask, Ireland. Type Ireland. into Google what's her accent. Oh, drum roll. We're still waiting. Even though she's... This is what I'm reading over for it. Even though she speaks French in the film... I don't know what film we're referring, referring to. <laughs> Little Woman. She also had to swear a Scottish accent. That's a film. That's not. All right, we're life. moving on. Oh, ben she, likes- okay. She was born in New York, but raised in Dublin. So that. So there we go. That Boom. makes sense. He okay. knew. Anyway, in his that's ears, not even my in his ear hearts, <laughs> I he know knew. My, my ear hearts. <laughs> he knew the whole time. But I think if I'm going <laughs> vocal, like if when he speaks deeply, Jim, why do you get two? Jim, that's not my. I just said I like the Irish accent, oh, but it's not oh, my favorite. Oh. From New Zealand. So you're oh, telling me we I just love, spent four I love minutes? The I just love it. From, from New Zealand, half of Flight of the Concords, Jermaine Clement. He is also uh, the voice of the big snail in Moana. Oh. That guy. I love it. When he speaks, oh, when he sings, I am just drawn to him. Okay. Cool. And when he speaks deeply and sings deeply, it just mm-hmm. it's great. Well, it's if we great. gave... Three minutes to Ben's second choice. <laughs> I'm just saying. We will spend the rest of the podcast discussing Ben's first choice. <laughs> no. Actually, all three of us, if we were really answering honestly, our favorite voice is that of God. Oh, amen. We love when the Lord speaks. <laughs> we are ones attuned to his voice, and we're going to teach you how. Which It's like one of those self-helps. <laughs> I have mastered this, and I'm now going to teach you how to master it perfect no we're just playing someone has to but but here's things that we do know not all that we practice perfectly but that we do know so maybe one of you will start us how does god speak god speaks in a variety of ways dang done podcast over that's it (laughs) no he speaks in a a variety of ways the first and obvious answer as to what some of those are is obviously scripture through his word it is his divinely transcribed story of him in general and teaching and all of the above mm-hmm. so that's good that is the primary way that he speaks to yeah. us yeah sweet <laughs> yeah and that happens through i mean just individual reading yeah right it's through teaching yep. it's whatever it's um yeah it's yeah and I, all the above no i think that's sweet yeah i mean what do they call it I, there's the different wordings like general revelation specific revelation oh, and yeah. the idea of like 
whole revelation comes to the the the, the person of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So like as we read the story yeah. of scripture revealed. and we revealed the revealed will yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. of God. Like as you see like in scripture the person of Jesus who he is, what he does, what he teaches, like how he interacts with people, God's constantly revealing himself which is in a sense speaking to you. So it's kind of cool he became a person embodied in flesh in order to better speak to you through a book that's 2000 years old that you have access to not only in a physical copy but on your phone. <laughs> In still over 1,200 different languages, I think, is yeah. what I just learned. Yep. Yeah. So if you're looking for a different language to study the Bible, we would suggest <laughs> um, maybe f- French. You know, I feel like there'd be probably sure. really open up the scripture, speak to you if you read it in French. I mean, if you're going to read it in a language, it'd probably be either Hebrew or Greek. That's too straightforward. <laughs> Come on. Got to think outside the box. <laughs> All right. What's another way people... God speaks? Funny. Through people. God, yeah. God speaks to people in, in a lot of different ways, too. Um, it's the people that we know in our life who are following Jesus, that they, maybe they, we know, maybe, maybe people we don't know. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think through, yes, pastors giving a sermon, but also through friends and family who, who love and know Jesus that are coming alongside trying to encourage. Um, we see, so, I mean, right away, Jesus is born. You got this incredible man named Simeon who literally has been waiting for like the coming Messiah his entire life, was told actually by God that he would not die until he physically saw with his eyes the coming Messiah. And so this happens where Mary and Joseph come to Jerusalem, baby's being born, he's being literally like dedicated. Um, and it says, Simeon was there. He took the child, Jesus, in his arms and praised God. He said, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. And then in 33, this is Luke 2, and then in verse 33, it says, Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. And I'm thinking, if I'm Mary and Joseph, I had angels come to me, right? Like, I, I, we have this idea of what what is going to happen with this son of what we've been told. And all of a sudden you got a guy come who you don't know, basically encourage you and prophetically speak what you have been, what's been revealed to you. Mm -hmm. Like how encouraging would that be? Someone who you don't know. So it happens with people we know and people we don't, that is coming just to encourage to you that God uses to speak to us. Mm -hmm. I think it's really, really cool. Um, Yeah. So people, it's really important. And I mean, Mm -hmm. part of the really cool part about how those two work intertwined too, how God's word and God's people can both be used to speak. I mean, if you think back through, I mean, human history, not just Christian history, for the longest time, we didn't have a book. The, yeah. We the didn't have word, yeah. parchment. They didn't yeah. write things down, but rather it was like oral tradition yeah. where they mm-hmm. passed this along. Like, who knows how long it took for the first five books of the Bible to actually physically get into parchment. Right. But this was commonly, every day, constantly being recited by these people to be told and to be taught. So then they just knew it, and then they spoke it to each other. If you look through the Old Testament, how commonly G- God sent judges or prophets. He sent these kings. He did these. He sent people to declare and lead the people. I mean, that's cool. He's speaking through the prophets. He's speaking through the kings as David writes the Psalms, as, as Solomon writes some of the books of wisdom. That's awesome. I think it's so mm-hmm. cool how they work together. Yeah. Otherwise, another one that you could say is God speaks through his spirit. I just heard uh, someone say this this last weekend when I was listening to a podcast that a lot of times we like to change the Trinity, that it's the Father, the Son, and the, the Bible, but really no. it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, <laughs> and in that we elevate the Bible to God and we diminish the role of the mm-hmm. Spirit in our lives. <clears throat> and I think he, he spoke some truth. He, he flushed that out, that idea, but like we don't love the spiritual side of Christianity. 
a lot of times. We'd rather have it be the book that we can hold, the words we can read. We'd rather have it be the people we can talk to. We don't want to get into the mystical side. We don't want to get into the, the, the spiritual side of things. But God in his person is three parts. He's three people, all equal in same nature, but it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So when he's speaking to us, Sometimes he speaks to us through his spirit, and there's some different ways that we can talk about this. And I'll maybe have Ben go first and talk about the vision side. Yeah, of so like uh, we're gonna talk about one visions and then dreams. And I think for me, visions is daydreaming. <laughs> it's the when you're awake, and the dreams are when you're sleeping. That's how I like to kind of discern it. So visions, one in scripture, like the prophet Joel comes and talks about one day, the spirit is going to come on all people. And in 220, he says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. So speak through. So God mm-hmm. uses people to, to speak to us. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. And this idea of a vision, it's similar to almost a still image or, or a snapshot you can see in your in your eye, like in your mind's eye. It's it's literally the the the, the picture you can see as you're awake, and these visions kind of happen. It's it's comparable to how you would view a mental image when you recall like a memory that you've had. Now you literally can see the memory. Only the vision mm-hmm. is okay. God is giving you something that is going to happen one day, and it ultimately it's hard again i think with all not all these because the word is clear (laughs) i mean clear kind of like the word is we see it that's god's word to us but when he's speaking through people when he's speaking through the holy spirit speaking to us through visions or even through through dreams like in these visions and and pictures it's okay wrestling through the question is this me or is this something i want to have out or is this the father and we'll get to like okay how do you discern those moments but it's that snapshot it's that, that image that happens um john 1 when, when Jesus is calling the disciples, like Nathaniel asked him, how do you know about me? And Jesus replied, I could see you had a vision of him under the fig tree before Philip found you. Yeah. So like so this time just happens. Um, this has happened with me a few different times. I, I usually tend to have visions more than dreams. Um, it's not often, but it's enough to where it's these moments that God is preparing for in my life to either encourage me or to run after and pursue. Uh, and it's sometimes really encouraging and sometimes confusing. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, on the second half of that, there's this idea of dreams, which Ben said happen when you're asleep. And Mm -hmm. I I love when someone once came to me and they were teaching me on this topic and they said, even when you're sleeping, God's not. God doesn't need to sleep. He rests in Sabbath, but he doesn't sleep. He doesn't take time off. He's not. And Jesus said, even on on the Sabbath, that his father is working. So therefore, he does the will of his father and he continues Mm -hmm. to heal and to do things. So in that, while you're sleeping, there is an opportunity for you to invite God through his spirit to speak Mm -hmm. to you. So while you close your eyes and you're being filled with rest and restored for the next day, how do you continue to have that relationship with God? And in this, there's, I mean, one of the questions I would maybe even ask is, okay, well, do we seek it? And if we do seek these visions and dreams, how do we go about seeking that? So Mm -hmm. I'll use an example and then maybe we'll get back to that question. So in Matthew 1, when... uh, Mary has found out that she's going to be a virgin and give birth to Jesus, and she's trying to get Joseph on board because <laughs> she needs a husband in this society. Like, if she would have, if Joseph would have abandoned her, she could have been sl- like literally slaughtered, like killed, mm-hmm. stoned in the streets. Um, so she's trying to convince Joseph, and you can kind of see the hesitation. And obviously, like he doesn't really believe her, and he goes to sleep that night. And in Matthew one, uh, in a dream, a, an angel appears to Joseph. And the angel tells him, no, take Mary to be your wife. And, and he does. He's faithful to that. He, he obeys the dream he had. 
But to most of us, it's like, whoa, that's crazy. That never happens in real life. You know, like my dreams are nuts. Like I dreamed I had 12 legs or something, you know, like they don't make any sense. These, these are silly, but in some sense, when we're led by the spirit and we're asking for spiritual dreams, if we're asking for God to speak to us, there's a discernment process that can go along where we can also have spiritual dreams where God is trying to speak to us. So maybe, maybe we'll stop there and ask that question. So like in this, when it comes to the spirit, what's our role as Christ followers? Are these necessary? Do I need to partake in these things? Why should I partake in these things? Like, can I can I just remove myself from the entire spiritual side of it and just stick to the word and the people? Do I need the role of the spirit? You know, that's do you a, need the role of spirit? Yes. Those, there's a whole how shotgun that of plays, questions. <laughs> right. So, do you need the role of spirit in your life? A hundred percent. How that plays out is different for every person. Mm-hmm. So, like, even the next one we're going to talk about how God talks to us is this idea of like. Um, through individually or corporately uh, impressions or thoughts. And I think that's also underneath the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. how he speaks to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's discerning those moments, is this me or not? So I think I think the hard question is, is it biblical and appropriate to ask for visions and dreams, right? Mm-hmm. I think that more so than should the Holy Spirit be a part of how God wants to speak to us? Well, yes. Yeah. How that happens, like don't put it in a box. Hmm. So, and then can you ask for things? I would, I would put it on par a little bit with the spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. In First Corinthians, it talks about when ta- Paul talks about speaking in tongues, and he talks about even desiring prophecy. Mm-hmm. And so, like, is it bad to pray for it? I would say no. I think that's actually really good. If a vision, if having a vision is give, allowing you to actually see God for who He is, how is that unhealthy? Mm-hmm. If having a dream is to be able to maybe warn you of an impending temptation or sin or having a dream is giving you an opportunity to see like here's what god has in front of you how is that a bad thing more so where the negative happens or abuse can come in is every dream every vision Mm -hmm. this is from god i need to figure out the interpretation i need to know exactly what he's saying i need Mm -hmm. to impress this on other people that's where it gets super negative where it's like i'm pouring this on you like oh you don't have visions what are you doing wrong that's that to me is unhealthy Mm -hmm. it's so to pray for it great yeah I don't, I don't think it's bad to pray and to receive a vision of God and, and then to pray about that vision or to pray about that dream. Like, I think there will come times, like, I don't dream. So I I just, I've, I've even asked for dreams. Like, I just don't get them. Mm-hmm. Even weird dreams of, like, I've heard people talk about, like, they'll dream every night just based off the conversations they had through the day. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I've never had that. But some people do. And so it's discerning, okay, is this from God? Do I need to point, like, press into this? Or is this just, and I think, Brendan, you have some good examples of that. But mm-hmm. is it bad to ask for it? I would say no. I think it can be really good. It's how do I use it and, and what do I do with it? Um, that's that's the more important thing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, again, don't put it in a box how you think the Holy Spirit should speak to you um, or needs to speak to you because that can be different. So now go back and start where you were going to start with the idea of individually and corporately. Yeah, so the idea of impressions or internal thoughts, yeah. like more so individually, I, yeah. if you want to speak on corporately. Or sure. I don't know if you, like this idea of, I think it can be <laughs> an impression or internal thought is the way God speaks to us is almost this gut feeling thing. You talk about like, oh, I feel like I'm supposed to do this, right? Like that phrase kind of gets thrown around a lot. It's a, it's a gentle feeling you have in your inner soul. Mm-hmm. That's like, okay, something is different here. The hard part again in that is, okay, is this me wanting to do something? Or is this God impressing me to do something? Mm-hmm. And again, we'll get to the end of, okay, how do you test these things? Um, so I think, yeah, it's, it's a gentle feeling. It's almost this gut feeling thing. It, it, it requ- in my mind, requires intentionality to stop and rest and to see, okay, what does this mean? Like, if this is God, okay, what is he asking me to actually do about it? Is it something that simple? This, I think, happens, 
I think God speaks this way a lot when we're trying to discern a specific will yeah. of like, what am I supposed to do? Which college am I supposed to go to? Which grad school am I supposed to go to? What job am I supposed to have? Where should I move to? It's like, I think God and the Holy Spirit speak through impressions a lot there. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's, again, we'll get to this, but if it's not peaceful, if it's, if it's disheartening, that to me is not of the Father. If there's an impression that you feel that is not, yeah, doesn't give you that peace, um, I think that that's something to pray through and figure out if this is something from even, because the enemy also probably wants to give us gut feelings to press mm-hmm. into, mm-hmm. which yeah. we talked about in our last NA podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so just, yeah, I think it's really good. I mean, Paul in Acts 20 says, and now compelled by the Spirit. I'm going to Jerusalem not knowing what will happen to me there. Mm-hmm. That was an inner soul gut feeling compelled. He knew it was from the spirit, but he had it was an inner thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so just I think God speaks to us like that. And when I was when I was yeah. laying out the corporately, there's an aspect of if you're a part of a local church and submitted to the authority of that local Ooh. church, wherever their vision is being cast mm-hmm. by that lead pastor, I think God is leading you in that direction. If not, you can have those conversations with that pastor or that pastoral staff. But if you're a part of the Oasis family, if you're coming and, and connected on Sunday nights, either in person or online, and Ben is giving and, and Ben has gotten vision, or Jana and I have gotten vision in different ways, like you part of that, like that's God speaking to you through us corporately. That's good. So mm-hmm. as the Oasis family, this is where we're going. This is what God has spoken to us. And that together is like there's no individual word in that for you, but that's where together as That's a family really we're all going no i love that especially like as a as a sunday morning local church if yes. you're here at grace point like you're not just part of the oasis vision you're part of the grace point vision yeah. wherever mm-hmm. you're at this summer whatever church you're a part of there like you're not just god's not just speaking to you he's speaking to the whole congregation really hopefully mm-hmm. through the local pastor yep. um, yeah otherwise another mm-hmm. thing i would say about god's voice is sometimes he speaks loud and sometimes he speaks soft <laughs> yeah you know ben has this quote it's not I don't remember even if it's yours or if you got yeah. it somewhere else, but yep. it's the idea. The real question is not if God's speaking, but are we listening? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, you probably could, we probably should have ended there because that's just a baller last <laughs> yeah. quote. But when it comes in soft, like Elijah at the, uh, when the, the fire passes and the earthquake passes and the strong wind passes, and then he goes to the, fr- the, the front of the cave and just the gentle whisper yep. is what God speaks. Like sometimes that's what God does. It's the slight nudge. It's this. It's the still voice. It's the quiet, and it's slowing down and getting to that place where we can actually hear God and notice when He's speaking. But otherwise, sometimes God speaks loud, yeah, and we don't want to hear it. And whatever, whatever sense He does, but like, I think there's those times where God smacks you in the face with the truth you need to hear. That's good, or mm-hmm. the conviction you need, or that mm-hmm. person who speaks, and you're like, oh man, I did not want to hear that, but it was really clear and audible that that was God speaking. And in that, um, there's sometimes where God does speak audibly. Yep. And I don't, I don't want to speak for you two. I've never had that encounter, and no. I don't know if you two have either. I have not. Same. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. We have not. I'm pretty sure Pastor Steve has. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. But biblically, we see the precedent of it. Yes. Acts yeah. nine twenty. Um, there's this encounter with. Uh, I gosh, I should have wrote it down, but I think it's Paul, and he's going to this place. Oh, I'll just pull it up. Um, it's a road to Damascus. Oh, duh. Or he's in Damascus. No, wait. It's somewhere. I had it right here. Give me one second. Oh, yeah. Um, of course, now I can't find it when I'm sitting here waiting for you. You guys are waiting for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is uh, the road to Damascus. So Acts 9.20, um, Paul is walking around this road. He's been persecuting Christians. He's going to persecute Christians. And Jesus appears to him in a blinding light on the road to Damascus. And he speaks to him. And that is an audible voice Paul is recounting through Luke, because Luke wrote Acts. But... 
Otherwise, another example would be Jesus' baptism. We mm-hmm. talked about this on the last podcast, but again, this heaven split open and then God spoke, the Mount of Transfiguration, where Jesus has brought Peter, James, and John up to the up to the top of the mountain, and Moses and Elijah are there, and a cloud appears, and they can't really see anything, but they hear a voice, and the voice says, this is my son whom I'm pleased with. And in all of those moments, there's an audible voice that was probably pretty loud that they heard, uh, and it's just, it's crazy, but it's really, really cool, so... Otherwise, is there any other ways you guys would want to say, like, God speaks or a way that God speaks? Or Yeah, God speaks um, words that are both challenging and encouraging. Um, in any of those ways, um, he can provide challenge of areas he wants us to grow or sin he wants us to address, temptation he wants us to look at. Um, but also he can give encouragement um, when we struggle with negativity or temptation. He can give encouragement and empowerment to step into things or, or just even to our identity and and purpose as well. Yeah. That's awesome. That's good. In the next question, and this is where I think we'll get into a little bit of the more even practical side of the second half, because it's like, okay, God's speaking in these ways, but then how do we as people test what's God, what's us, what's the world? I mean, sometimes Mm -hmm. they can sound really, really close. Like, the things can sound the same or they are even contrary, but we don't know which one's true and which one's right. So then in all of that, how do we test it? Yeah. I mean, the easy one is right. Align with God's word. So it's like, is what you received in line with scripture. And even in that, like, is it re- aligned with what you know, the Bible says about who you are and who he is. And so I know I stole the second one technically, awesome. but does it align mm-hmm. with his character? Cause that's really, really real and really, really important. Um, I, it's just that simple. And that's not the only way that you can test it, but it is a primary way. Mm-hmm. So what, what, when one of us three is preaching or speaking from the platform on a Sunday night, like, and if you hear something that's re- revealed to you that you feel like God is telling you to do something from something we said, like that should still be tested against scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah. I think that's really important podcasts that we listen to, um, encouragement or maybe not so much encouragement from friends and family who said, Hey, mm-hmm. I heard the word and I'm going to tell you this. Like, not to to receive that immediately as something from the Lord, but to say thank you for that and then go and do the due diligence of like, okay, what does scripture actually say about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's one. Jenna, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, Ben got at the character a little bit there of does this align with who God is, what we know about him from scripture, what we've experienced of him in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the final one is, um, is this beneficial for the kingdom, for God's kingdom? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't know how to expand on that. No, that's good. I think, and I have, I have some. If you have, do you have some thoughts? Yeah, go oh, ahead. I've always go got ahead. thoughts. Okay, go There's ahead. Always and then I'll wrong. see what I can add if no, it's, if you haven't. I, about I think it. if I'd add another one, um, yeah. which is silly because a lot of times I'm putting together the the outline and I didn't even write it down, but it came to me and I thought about it. So maybe it's God speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Internal impressions. Yeah. So how do you test His voice? I mean, run it through other people. And that oh, right. Yeah. I mean, if if you have God's spirit because you're Christian and others have God's spirit and you've run it through the word, but you're still in maybe in a gray area, how do you bring it to other faithful, love Jesus-loving Christians who are your mm-hmm. accountability, who are your community, and you're like, hey, I feel like I'm being led in this yep. way. I feel like God is speaking this. What is, does that, does that roll with you guys? Is like, yeah. does that sound correct to who God is? Does that sound correct to what you know? Because nobody has the Bible memorized. Yep. I mean, yeah. well... Someone probably does. That's true. I, I certainly don't. So, like, there's aspects that I don't necessarily know. So, maybe it's sometimes, like, 
it sounds great to me, but someone else knows something that I don't know that would be contrary to. So how do I get around yep. the community and process that yep. too? And even in those conversations, so like something Colossians 3.15 says, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you're called to live in peace and always be thankful. So like, is the impression, is the word, is the dream, is the vision peaceable? Hmm. Like if it's not, okay, that needs to be tested because the peace that comes from Jesus is supposed to literally rule our hearts. So if something's not peace about it, is it, is it pointing you to Jesus? Like, is it pointing you to continual Christ? Like, so when I think of, is it beneficial for his kingdom? Well, in my individual life to be beneficial for his kingdom is me growing in the character and competency of Jesus, having a Holy Spirit filled life. Mm -hmm. Is it pointing me to Jesus? Um, I love what you said, Brenna. I agree. Like, is it confirmed by others who know Jesus well? Yeah. Like that's huge. And then the last, like for me, this is really important because again, I've been in circles and around where like people have the gift of prophecy and it's abused in a way where it's just like, God told this to me, so I have to tell it to you. And that's actually not always necessarily the case. Um, here's a question to wrestle with. Is that impression, is the word that you're reading, like is, is the dream, the vision, what spirit's doing, or is it from, even from another person? Does it encourage, edify, strengthen, and or convict you? And then the opposite versus, is it disheartening, is it diminishing, or is it condemning? Mm. I mean, Romans 8, 1, if you're in Christ Jesus, you're no longer condemned. Mm-hmm. And so like, there's no more shame and guilt. There's conviction, which is the mm-hmm. challenge. Yeah. But like, is this thing edifying in your faith, building you up, strengthening your faith, encouraging your faith, or is it disheartening and diminishing your faith? I think these are questions that need to be asked. Like, yeah, I just, I think it's really important. There's a difference between the condemnation that comes from a word versus the conviction and challenge that comes, mm-hmm. but also the comfort too, because mm-hmm. that's God's character and heart for you. So maybe answer this question for me. So you're in you're in a space where you feel like God is leading you, but it's uncomfortable. So like you're at a place and you feel like you're supposed to to to, to speak the gospel to someone. You're you're in a restaurant. Uh, you're walking past someone. You got a family member, and it makes you really uncomfortable. It gives it makes you anxious. And it, the feelings aren't positive. There's not really peace there. But I mean, what if God is still speaking and leading you? His spirit is still nudging you yeah. to share the gospel or to ask that question or to push in yeah. to that. You know what's, what I mean? what's the motive behind the anxiety? Is the motive an uncomfortable feeling because I don't want the other of what the other person's going to think of me when I share this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or is it a something's not right here? Like, mm-hmm. like I, uh, there, I think, I think there's a difference and I think we know the difference. Yeah. I know the difference when I feel anxious or, or, or nervous when, when I fe- get that impression to share the gospel with someone, if it's me not wanting the other person to think I'm an idiot, <laughs> like, and, and like, which comes to people pleasing yeah. or is it like, no, this is not the right time. Cause this is actually not what this person needs to hear in this moment, mm-hmm. especially through a conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's a good yeah. clarification. Um, otherwise at the end here, I just wanted to open it up, give you a couple of seconds, minutes, maybe. Yeah. I'm looking at the time. We got it. We got a little bit of time. Is there any like personal story that in any of these categories or outside of these categories you'd want to add? That's like, I felt God speak to me in this way. This is how I, uh, this yeah. is how I ran it through the filters that we talked about. And then it was beneficial, and this is what happened in the end. Yeah, so, so I mean, there's been like two or three big moves that we've had where God has spoken through more so in, internal impressions that have been peaceful, that we've confirmed with people who know Jesus, mm-hmm. that didn't go contrary to Scripture, because Scripture didn't say, hey, Ben, don't move to Minneapolis with your future wife. <laughs> so, like, I couldn't test that against Scripture. Ben, your name yeah. wasn't in the Scriptures? Right, exactly. Benjamin, uh, <laughs> but not Ben. Um, but... Something that, I mean, has happened, again, I I talked about this idea of like these visions happen. These pictures get into my mind. And usually when that happens, one, it's of future events that are coming up. 
uh, and and I can tell if this is a me thing or a God thing just based off experience. Mm-hmm. So uh, last fall, I was speaking with Aaron, who is our development pastor. And he was talking about this idea of wanting to do multiplication and networking. Like they want to hire someone on staff to be able to press into like for, to help our network churches, to help with residency, just different stuff. And God had been doing something in my soul like six months prior with Oasis to like, hey, what does it look like for us to be, 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 be a part of what God wants to do in other college and young adult towns in our state mm-hmm. and, and in our region? And just like he'd been doing a work in me. And so when I talked to Aaron and had this like walk by conversation in the office, I went home and I did I prayed about it. I was like, man, what what, what would this look like? to have a person come on to be a part of like what God has been doing already in my soul. And I literally got an image in my head of it was a few years down the road where I was actually one who got hired to be doing the multiplication networking thing. And Brennan, who's sitting to my right, <laughs> uh, was the Oasis pastor. And like that literally that, that image came into my head. It was it was me sitting. Ah, this is so great. It was me sitting in a service in an oasis service, and Brendan was preaching, and it was the announcement of like this confirmation of okay, the transition has happened mm. between us two, whatever that looks like. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, so I got the dream, this vision, right? I, I was awake. It was happening as well as praying. Like it just, it came into my head. Like oh, that's interesting. And because I don't know how not to always talk <laughs> <laughs> and like continue to like, I, I felt really really weird about it, but also really good about it. So I went to the person who I really trust, who I know knows Jesus. And I, I told Aaron, this pastor Aaron about it. And I said, Hey, I went home yesterday after our conversation. I prayed. Here's literally what came into my head. And it was a literal picture I could see. And so like he received it. He didn't confirm anything. Cause it was this weird random, like, well, I don't know. We, it was just, a, a, I, I literally went into the conversation. Like, if this is something great, if not awesome, mm-hmm. I'm willing to do whatever. But hey, I need to tell you, this is just what happened. And it was a couple months later, literally mm-hmm. like last January, it was like, hey, I've been thinking about more of what you said, and I think we need to continue to have this conversation. And so things transpired and things happened to where that that move actually happened. I'm yeah. now the Multiplication <laughs> Network pastor for Grace Point, and Brennan is is the college angel pastor. So like, but that's a, an opportunity where I've seen, okay, I didn't just have a vision that just one, keep it to myself, but I also didn't say, hey, this is absolutely going to happen. Mm-hmm. I discerned it through, I mean, again, mm-hmm. I I know enough of God where it said, where it's like a job change, as long as it's edifying the kingdom can never be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It was more so personal pressing into like, okay, is this something that I want to have happen? And if it's not, is this still somewhere where God is leading? Because yeah. that's really tough. And that mm-hmm. happened through confirmation mm-hmm. with my wife, who I trust, mm-hmm. who needs to be a part of those conversations and discussions. So just, and, and Aaron and people here who I trust, like, are they confirming this potential move? Mm-hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so that was an example recently. Mm -hmm. Jenna, what do you think? Oh goodness. (laughs) And I was so into Ben's story. I wasn't thinking (laughs) on my own answer. Um, I've had multiple dreams in my life Mm. where I woke up thinking that was a message from God. Mm. Some really simple, some silly, but I, the first one that jumps to my head is that I had a specific relationship in my life that was not going the way that I had hoped it was. Mm -hmm. And it was frustrating me. It was causing me, um, just lack of peace internally, and I had been praying about it for a long time. And one night, God just in my dream, uh, the, this this scenario played out, yeah, um, pertaining to this relationship. And I woke up, like mentally woke up, body still asleep, but like mind aware that like I'm dreaming, and like just knew this was from God. And so I prayed, like God, I like I believe that this is Your word, and I don't really love this outcome, but mm-hmm. Like, if this is your will, I will accept it. And I went back to sleep, and, and then I woke up the next, mor- the next morning, and I had the most peace I've ever felt mm-hmm. in my whole life. 
Um, and I didn't like talk about it with a lot of people, but so I didn't like necessarily test it maybe in all the best of ways, but the peace that I felt about it was undeniable for me. Um, and it honestly has changed the way that that relationship went after that in a in good a way. See, way. and like to me, that's I was able to it, everything within me changed, changed yep. and that was really healthy. I think that's a healthy example of what it looks like to maybe you don't necessarily need confirmation from community. I think it's so mm-hmm. good to be a part of community. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's just reality. But the fact when you can say something like the overwhelming sense of peace that you've never felt before, mm-hmm. and it changed the dynamics of the relationship to where yeah. it's healthier to me is confirmation more yeah. than anything of, mm-hmm. of God yeah. speaking. Yeah, I'm trying to pick one. Maybe the one I'll, I'll choose is uh, okay. I'll do this one. There was a time where not too recent, too, not too long ago, I was at the gym, and I like one of the one of, one of my reasons I like going to the gym is one I, I like working out. I know people think that's crazy, but I just do. But also, I like being around non Christians in that yeah. setting. Um, I don't like being around non-Christians in every setting because sometimes it can be a whole lot. Like, I don't like, I'm not going to the nine. I'm not going to the club. Like, I, I will not enjoy that. But like, the gym is different. You know, you can start to build some relationships. You can get to know some people. You can talk to some people. So I always like to talk to the front desk people because the other people are in their workouts. I don't want to be that nosy guy who's like, hey, would you set down the deadlift bar? I'm going to talk to you about Jesus for a second. But the front desk people are usually bored, so you might as well talk to them. So on the way in and the way out, I like to chat it up with them. And there was one guy who I learned his story through a handful of conversations. I knew who he was. I knew he really wasn't active in church, didn't have a huge relationship with Jesus. And I just talked to him, just normal, be normal people. I just had a conversation with him. And I went and I worked out. And as I was working out, I just kept getting this feeling that I was supposed to have a, a, a a more significant conversation with him. I was supposed to bring up the gospel and Jesus and church and all these different things. So I worked out, I worked out, I worked out and I went and I was leaving and I had to walk past the front desk to leave. And I was like, oh man, he's not there. Like he wasn't there. I couldn't find him. I looked around the gym. Like I wasn't like stalking him, but I was like, oh, I don't want to miss him. And I was like, well, it must not have been like, I must not have been today that I'm supposed to share. Maybe it's a word for later, later time. And as I was leaving, there's a door right next to the front door. That's the men's bathroom. And he popped out of the men's bathroom and like literally almost ran into me as I was on my way out the front door. And it was really just a cool affirmation that God wasn't going to let me miss that moment. Like the dude popped out two seconds later, I'm out the door. Like 10 seconds earlier, it would have been different, but he right in my face. And I got to have a conversation just with him about Grace Point and church and what his, his uh, Jesus walk has been like, got to invite him to Oasis and just different things like that. You know, it was cool to have that moment where God was leading me in a way. He brought that affirmation. And in the conversation, I don't think the dude gave his life to Jesus. He didn't. Like, I don't, I haven't really seen him at church. Um, I knew he grew up religious and he did some things, but I'm excited to see where God continues yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was faithful to plant the seed, but I'm not, it's not my job to make sure the sheet seed grows. Yeah. That's God's job. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I did what I felt like he called me to. Yeah. And I was excited about it and told a bunch of people yeah. that are a part of my life group. And so it was fun. But I think what's fun about those moments for me is the reality that the pressure should be off to have to have make sure that person comes to know Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's in that moment where whether you share it's the outcome like Brennan said doesn't matter. It's hey, God loves that person to actually bring the next person along too. Yeah. He loves that person more than just to leave him where that conversation ended. Mm-hmm. And so to put continue to put people in his life. And I think something for me too is like this idea of hearing God's voice needs to come with the reality of what does it look like for us to practice listening? And mm, yeah. and always like and I and I've said this I don't know how many times but multiple I mean a lot of different times. Um, either through sermons or just what God's done in my life and, and talking with people. It's, I have 
noticed that it's easier for me to recognize God's voice, um, recognize what those internal impressions are as I'm going throughout the day, like working out. Mm-hmm. For me, not working out, <laughs> walking in my cul-de-sac, um, of, of what God is impressing on me to recognize. Okay, this is God, or is this me? I've I've noticed it's easier to recognize when it's God and when it's me when I've actually spent more time alone with the Father, mm-hmm. like in intimate settings, in mm-hmm. moments of silence, in moments of just one-on-one, because mm-hmm. I can recognize and see, like, okay, here's how, one how God speaks to me, what He's trying to speak to me, the feeling that I get in those moments, and that connects with because it's just I think we want to. We want so bad in our day and in our moments and, and in relationships and in conversations to recognize, okay, God, how am I supposed to do this? Or, okay, God, is this really you or not? Where it's, I think we want that in the craziness of the day, but we're not willing to spend the time just in the stillness and in the silence. So we're just one on one with him. Mm-hmm. And I think it's become easier for me to recognize here's God speaking and leading when I'm alone with him more, like when I'm in those moments. Um, just as like me and Abby have this thing where like we'll do this weird whistle when we're in the store. Um, just like to say, Hey, here's where I'm yeah, at. Yeah, here's where you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's like that took time to recognize the whistle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, I, I mean, know. John 10, 27, my sheep listen to my voice. Yeah. I know them and they follow me. They, yeah. 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 Like the sheep knew Jesus's they voice. We're the sheep. So right. how do you get yeah. into his presence and know his voice? Yeah. And then when we go back to the, I, I got to add this to the evangelism thing and this Messiah complex that we need to save people. If you're struggling with that, go read the chapter of Mark 4. I read it a couple Mm -hmm. of weeks ago, and it absolutely blew me away. Speak about God speaking through his word. I was reading, and I'm not talking a couple verses in Mark 4. Start at Mark 4, 1, and read the whole chapter, and see not just where the headings stop, but how the heading and the topic flows into the next thing, because it starts Mm -hmm. with the spreading of the seed, and then it goes into explaining what that means, but then it instantly goes into... How does that seed grow? And then it turns around and it shows that Jesus is faithful and he provides. Mm -hmm. And it's through the whole thing, God is weaving this beautiful strand that evangelism and saving people and spreading the gospel is not our 100% job. It's our job to be faithful Faithful. and spreading the seeds, but he always does the work. Spread the seed. It's beautiful. It's so good. Go read Mark 4. And then we'll end like this. The real question is not, is God speaking? The -hmm. question is, are we listening? Are we a people who are attentive to his voice, who are going to get into his presence and hear him? So thanks for tuning in. We love you. Mm -hmm. We hope you hear God's voice this week, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.